0: CHAPTER Seven OF NUTCRACKER AND MOUSE KING BY E.T.A. HOFFMAN THIS LIBRIVOX RECORDING IS IN THE PUBLIC DOMAIN RECORDING BY IDA THE STORY OF THE HARD NUT Pellipat's mother was the wife of a king, and therefore a queen, and Pellipat straightway at the moment of her birth a true princess. The king was beside himself with joy when he saw his beautiful daughter as she lay in the cradle, he shouted aloud danced jumped about upon one leg and cried again and again ha ha was there ever anything seen more beautiful than my little pearly doripan all the ministers generals presidents and staff officers jumped about upon one leg like the king and cried aloud no never and it was so in truth For as long as the world has been standing, a lovelier child was never born than this very Princess Pellipat. Her little face seemed made of lilies and roses, delicate white and red. Her eyes were of living sparkling azure, and it was charming to see how her little locks curled in bright golden ringlets. Besides this, pellipat had brought into the world two rows of little pearly teeth, with which two hours after her birth she beat the High Chancellor's finger, as he was examining her features too closely, so that he screamed out, Oh, gemini Others assert that he screamed out, Oh, Creaky! But on this point authorities are at the present day divided. Well, little pellipat beat the High Chancellor's finger and the enraptured land knew now that sense dwelt in pellipat's beautiful body as has been said all were delighted the queen alone was very anxious and uneasy and no one knew wherefore but everybody remarked with surprise the care with which she watched pellipat cradle besides that the doors were guarded by soldiers and not counting the two nurses who always remained close by the cradle, six maids night after night sat in the room to watch. But what seemed very foolish, and now one could understand the meaning of it, was this each of these six maids must have a cat upon her lap and struck it the whole night through, and thus kept it continually peering. It is impossible that you, dear children, can guess why Pellipat's mother made all this arrangement, but I know and will straightway tell you it happened that once upon a time many great kings and fine princes were assembled at the court of Pelipat's father on which occasion much splendour was displayed the theatres were crowded balls were given and tournaments held almost every day the king in order to show plainly that he was in no want of gold and silver was resolved to take a good handful out of his royal treasury and expend it in a suitable manner therefore as soon as he had been bravely informed by the overseer of the kitchen that the court astronomer had predicted the right time for killing he ordered a great feast of sausages leaped into his carriage and went himself to invite the assembled kings and princes to take a little soup with him in order to enjoy the agreeable surprise which he had prepared for them upon his return he said very affectionately to the queen you know my dear how extremely fond i am of sausages the queen knew at once what he meant by that and it was this that she should take upon herself as she had often done before the useful occupation of making sausages the lord treasurer must straightway bring to the kitchen the great golden sausage kettle and the silver shopping knives and soup pans. A large fire of sandal wood was made, the queen put on her damask apron, and soon the sweet smell of the sausage meat began to steam up out of the kettle. The agreeable odor penetrated even to the royal council chamber, and the king, seized with a sudden transport, could no longer restrain himself. With your permission, my lords, he cried and leaped up, ran as fast as he could into the kitchen. Embraced the queen, stirred a little with his golden sceptre in the kettle, and then his emotion being quieted, returned calmly to the council. The important moment had now arrived when the fat was to be chopped into little pieces and browned gently in the silver twopence. The maids of honor now retired for the queen, out of true devotion and reverence, for her royal spouse wished to perform this duty alone but just as the fat began to fry a small whispering, whispering voice was heard give me a little of the fat sister i should like my part of the feast i too am a queen give me a little of the fat the queen knew very well that it was lady mouselinks who said this lady mouselinks had lived this many years in the king's palace She maintained that she was related to the royal family, and that she was herself a queen in the kingdom of Mosalia. for which reason she held a great court under the heart. The queen was a kind and benevolent lady, and although she was not exactly willing to acknowledge Lady Mouselinks as a true queen and sister, yet she was very ready to allow her a little banquet on this great holiday. She answered, therefore come out then lady mouse rings you are welcome to a little of the fat Upon this lady mouse rings leaped out very quickly and merely jumped open the heart and seized with her dainty little paws one piece of fat after the other as the queen reached it to her but now all the cousins and aunts of the lady mouse rings came running out besides her seven sons root and forward the rogues who all fell at once upon the fat and the terrified queen could not drive them away but as good fortune would have it the chief maid of honor came in at this moment and chased away the intruding guests so that a little of the fat was left the king's mathematician being summoned demonstrated very clearly that there was enough remaining to season all the sausages if distributed with the nicest judgment and skill drums and trumpets were now heard without and all the invited potentates and princes some on white pelveries some in crystal carriages came in splendid apparel to the sausage feast. the king received them kindly and graciously and then adorned with crown and sceptre as became the monarch of the land seated himself at the head of the table already in the first course that of the sausage balls it was observed that he grew pale and paler raised his eyes to heaven gentle sighs escaped from his bosom and he seemed to undergo great inward suffering but in the second course which consisted of the long sausages he sank back upon his throne sobbing and moaning held both hands to his face and at last wept and groaned aloud all sprang up from the table the royal physician tried in vain to feel the pulse of the unhappy monarch a deep-seated unknown torture appeared to agitate him at last after much anxiety and after the application of some very strong remedies the king seemed to come a little to himself and stammered out scarce audibly the words too little fat then the queen threw herself in despair at his feet and sobbed out oh my poor unhappy royal husband alas how great must be the suffering which you endure but see the guilty one at your feet punish punish her without mercy alas lady mouselinks with her seven sons and aunts and cousins have eaten up the fat And with these words she fell right over backwards in a swoon then the king full of rage leaped up and cried out chief maid of honour how happened that the chief maid of honour told the story as much as she knew of it and the king resolved to take vengeance upon lady Mouserinks and her family for having eaten up the fat of his sausages the privy council was called and it was resolved to summon lady Mouserinks to trial and confiscate all her estates but as the king was of opinion that in the meanwhile she might eat up more of his sausage fat the affair was placed at last in the hands of the royal watchmaker and mechanist this man whose name was the same as mine to wit, christian Elias drosselmeier engaged by means of a very singular and deep political scheme to drive lady moserinks and her family from the palace forever he invented therefore several curious little machines in which a piece of toasted fat was fastened to a charade and this drosselmeier placed around lady moserinks dwelling lady mauslings was much too wise not to see through drosselmeyer's craft but all her warnings all her entreaties were of no avail every one of her seven sons and many of her cousins and aunts went into drosselmeyer's machines and as they tried to snap away the fat were caught by an iron grating which fell suddenly down behind them and were afterwards miserably slaughtered in the kitchen lady mousininks with the little remnant of her family forsook the dreadful place grief despair revenge filled her bosom the court revelled in joy at this event but the queen was very anxious for she knew the disposition of lady mousininks and was very sure that she would not suffer the death of her sons to go unvenged in fact lady mouselinks appeared one day when the queen was in the kitchen preparing a harless hash for her royal husband a dish of which he was very fond and said my sons my cousins and aunts are destroyed take care queen that mouse queen does not beat their little princess in two take good care with this she disappeared and was not seen again but the queen was so frightened that she let the hash fall into the fire and thus a second time lady mouseling spoiled a favourite dish for the king at which he was very angry but this, dear children said drosselmeier is enough for tonight. the rest at another time maria who had her own thoughts about this story begged godfather drosselmeier very hard to go on but she could not prevail upon him he rose, saying, Too much at once is bad for the health, the rest tomorrow. As the counsellor was just stepping out of the room, Fred called out, Tell me, Godfather Drosselmeier, is it then really true that you invent mouse How can you ask such a silly question? said his mother. But the counsellor smiled mysteriously and said in an undertone, Am I a skillful watchmaker and yet not able to invent a mouse trap? End of chapter 7